episode of Dealers of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. We were supposed to have an episode last week. It didn't happen. We ghosted no. everyone. Oh, we vanished. <laughs> yeah, we, without a chance. No notifications. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have a good reason. Yeah, I would say it's a good reason. But Allison, you were sick. Very I was, sick. I was really sick. Yeah. Like to, and I think that I've, I feels like an excuse at this point because I think I've used this excuse once before. The last time I said that I was sick, I was sick. Like I was genuinely sick. This time I was capital S. Yeah. When you can't do something because you're sick, you're fucking sick. Yeah. I know yes. this. I pushed through. But yeah, this time, I mean, okay. I, so I told a couple people that I had the flu, which is the truth. I did have the flu, which is so weird because that feels like one of those like examples of irony in, um, that Vanessa Williams song save the best for last like getting the flu in June but the point is I got the flu in June so so I was very sick or Alanis Morissette whichever whichever uh musical irony you choose (laughs) to believe in whichever one you subscribe to yes that's exactly what it was but you're much better now well better enough to do this I'm not asleep yeah Yeah. so I'm already doing I'm already doing better (laughs) I think I, I think I messaged you saying like one day I slept 14 hours, which was the truth. I legitimately slept 14 hours and I was like, hmm, I might be sick. And then a doctor was like, yeah, you're sick. Guess what? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you're not doing well. Well, at least it's not COVID. Oh, I know. I thought it was. Although if I hear you cough, I'm putting on a K95. I have it right here. You should, even though we're like a million miles <laughs> I'll away. I'll put on my ears. I'll put the yeah, K95s yeah. over my ears. And get one of those pla- the plastic visors, the face shields, just in case. Yeah, that too. That's <laughs> it. So I'm happy you're much better. Thank you very much. We have more podcast news. We're just fudge packing it all in in the beginning for you. Front loading it. Yeah, front loading <laughs> it. So Allison, what's our next news? Our next news is that I was going to make a joke and I couldn't even think of a proper joke. I was going to be like, we've been nominated for a Webby Award. And it's like, that's the internet, you dumbass. <laughs> that's not podcasts. That's not it. The, the podcasty awards. The whatever Razzies for podcasts. Pazzies. Listen, if they haven't made, if they haven't made it already, I'm going to file a trademark uh, application right after we finish recording. No, our other big news is that, like, we're going to be going on a little bit of a break because I have to go, I have to go on a break um, because I'm currently, as the Bible would say, with child. I've never read the Bible, but I will believe you on that one. Take my word for it. You don't have yes. skim. You can, like, read a couple pages in the beginning, a couple in the end, skim through the middle. It's all pretty I mean, much like, the same she was shit. Right. She's with, yeah. the Bible says that, with child. Yes. yes, but congrats. Thank you very much. I mean, yes. I've told you that already, but um, yeah, congrats. Pu- public congrats. That's pu- what I need. Public congrats. That's what I needed. The The part of me that craves attention needed a public congratulations. So thank you very much for fulfilling so that. Congratulations. Yes. I can't wait to see baby LMFAO. That's the name you're going with, right? Yeah. Well, I like checked. You can check the... Um, Online, there's like a census website where you can see the popularity of names throughout the years. So, um, for example, like my daughter's name was very popular in like the 50s and 60s. And that kind of dipped down a little bit. Um, I looked up to make sure that LMFAO uh, was a valid name. It's not. So this might be the first baby named LMFAO. Yeah. Or LM for short. 
It sounds like a misspelling of Ellen. I'm not sure if you like that. Yeah, but. that's the thing. I, yeah, I, wa- <laughs> I want people to know that it's named after Red Foo and Sky Blue. I don't want there to be any confusion. No nicknames. No nicknames. And I need them to say LMFAO, uh, like that shitty band. And I'll be like, like that good band, you mean? So, yes, exactly. Underrated, like that underrated band. Yeah. So, criminally. Because Allison will be busy birthing and take care of a whole human being, another mm-hmm. human being. She's taking a break from the site starting next month and will also be taking a break from the podcast. So we're planning to do an episode next week. Mm-hmm. And after that, we're taking the rest of the year off. We're taking a hiatus. Yes. Because there's what? babies that need to be raised. Yeah. And also, I think that it makes sense, you know, because it's like a lot of people take summer breaks and then, you know, September is practically still the summer and October is kind of like spooky summer. Getting into holiday. We're getting, and then we're yes. getting into the holidays. Then yeah. we're getting into snowflake season. So it just, it's, it makes sense to kind of group them all together and take it all off. Yes. Yes. So we have this episode and then the next one, and then we'll mm-hmm. be gone for a bit. So let's make this count. Allison. Let's make the, let's make the most of these wonderful memories. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, I mean, honestly, we can just end here with the happy news of your baby. But um, let's get into more happy news. Brittany got married. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would argue this news is even happier. This is better news. Uh, Who doesn't I, I, love well, a wedding? I don't know Brittany. I don't know Brittany. I know you. So your okay. news is happier news to me. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the world needs more Allison's. Well. So that That's happier news. That's debatable. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so Brittany married her man of around six years, Sam Ascari, on June 9th after getting engaged in September of last year. So before Brittany's 13-year conservatorship ended, she told the court that what she really wants is to get married and have another child. And she couldn't because she wasn't allowed to. The conservators wouldn't let her. So she wasted no time, and now she's married. Um so Brittany got married at her house in L.A. I love that. Sam apparently signed an ironclad prenup. He won't get a cent of her past earnings. But before the wedding even started, there was messiness because there was a wedding crasher. Yeah, and I would not have expected a wedding crasher at Brittany's wedding. Oh, I, I would expect the wedding crasher to either be Jamie Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, Lynn Spears. Someone related to her, yes. Other Spears. There's got to be a lot of them. Yeah. Plot twist. It was not a Spears. It was Jason Alexander, not George Costanza from Seinfeld, but her first husband. Mm -hmm. He was like a childhood friend. They eloped in Las Vegas way back in the day in 2004. Uh, the marriage was annulled after 55 hours. <laughs> I, uh, you know what I love about 55 hours, too, is that time, that's like enough time that has passed. That's like two and a half days. It's like the a, a true mistake is one where you're like, I need to get this annulled within three hours. Where you like say I do and then you're like, oh, 55 hours tells me that like it took Brittany a little while to be like, I think this is a bad idea. Yeah, the honeymoon was 54 hours and 59 seconds. Mm -hmm. When that 55 hour hit, she was done with that. So, and Jason knew Britney was getting married because TMZ posted it. And they also posted where she was getting married. 
So um, he showed up with a knife, actually got into Britney's house, and he was live streaming the whole thing because that's what an attention for a piece of trash does. So he live streamed the whole thing. He was arrested. He was charged with trespassing and other charges. Britney got a three-year restraining order against him. She reportedly later fired her entire security team for dropping the ball, pretty much. So that happened before the wedding even started. Is that mm-hmm. a good omen or a bad omen when your first husband shows up with a knife? You know what? I think crashes. That, wedding crashes with a that's knife. That's the thing. Oh, I think it, it's different because it's a wedding crash. I think that if she had invited him and he showed up with a knife, that would be a sign from the universe that things were bad. But this is beyond Britney's control. I don't think this is the universe telling her that she shouldn't be getting married. I think it's just, you know, it's like one of those kind of uh, shitty fate sort of things where all of a sudden you're putting on your veil and you're like, whoops, there's Jason Alexander in my courtyard with a knife. And he's not here to cut the cake, I think. Yeah, she's like, yeah. he. He's. I, she's like, I assume he works for a catering company now, right? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't? Oh, okay, this isn't good. Let's call the police. So um, now let's get to the actual wedding. So the dress. The dress was designed by Donatella Versace. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was a basic white wedding dress. Honestly, that doesn't look, it didn't look like Versace to me. It looked like Davis Bridal. I tend to agree with you, Michael. I wasn't a, the biggest fan of it. I think as long as Britney felt like a princess in it, that's all that matters. But if we're going to give our opinion, it was very Davis Bridal, very say yes to the dress. Um, very uh, Panina Tournay say yes to the dress kind of like it was it was fine it's fine it was fine it was fine I can't honestly it's hard for me to judge without seeing Britney modeling it in her hallway or twirling in it in her hallway that's critical that's a critical step and also I think it was I was expecting Britney to be a little bit more maybe over the top maybe a little bit more showmanship with her dress and yeah, because it it's her simple. third third marriage. So yeah, you can have kinda, fun with it. You know, you can slut it up. Do a color. Do shorts. I was yeah, kind of expecting her to wear shorts. Shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. Pasties. Anything goes. Anything goes for any wedding. But yeah, she went very Simple traditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now let's get to the most important thing: the food. Um, it it wasn't a sit down reception. They didn't serve, yeah, sit-down meal. Instead, there were finger foods uh, of comfort foods that Brittany lo- loves. So um, think Cheetos. Think those Starbucks egg bites. Oh. I mean, that's already better food than some of the weddings I've been to. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've, had, I've been to a wedding where they served frozen mixed vegetables. So a Starbucks egg bite is, <laughs> I would appreciate that is gourmet compared to that and the wedding cake was a citrus blossom cake no frap cake yeah that seems or a, a cake shaped like britney spears like you like a novelty cake she got a real wedding cake okay so the guest list so the guest list is kind of what everybody's talking about because it was very random First of all, the wedding happened on a Thursday and I've written about this on a, on the site like weekday Weddings always fascinate me. Like, it seems like only famous rich people can do that because I can't go to a wedding on a Thursday. No, nobody can't. You have to be, well, first of all, a wedding on a Thursday is like you've got a window that's maybe five to nine. People are showing up after work and then they're leaving being like, I have to go home because I have to work tomorrow. 
so nobody yeah. can get drunk. No. It's it's like a yeah, it's a week a week a weekday wedding is a rich person. That's the sign you are rich. Yeah, cuz rich people it's famous people that you know, they don't have to work the next day or whatever. They can let loose on a Thursday night. Yeah, where we got to go get the up next on Friday day? morning. We got to get up on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was on a Thursday. She's estranged from most of her media family. So none of them were there. Her father, of course, was not there. Her mother was not there. Her sister Mm -hmm. was not there. Her mother did send her, like, love through social media. Mm -hmm. So her older brother, Brian, his Mm -hmm. girlfriend, claimed on Instagram that they were invited, but they couldn't make it because their kid had a school graduation or something. Mm -hmm. So this pissed Brittany off. And she... Went on Instagram. By the way, her she deleted her Instagram recently. But before she did, she told off Brian. Mm-hmm. Because she said Brian was not invited because he didn't let her drink when she was in her conservatorship. So this is part of what she wrote. Mm-hmm. You were never invited to my wedding. Do you honestly think I want my brother there who told me no to a Jack and Coke for four years? You hurt me and you know it. And I might force myself to drink Jack tonight. Look up at the moon and say, fuck you. That, yeah. that, that was to the point. <laughs> Look up at the moon. That was specific. <laughs> Very specific. Poetry, honestly. Mm-hmm. So Jack and Coke at her wedding, but Brian and all, all her other family members were not. Britney's second husband, Kevin Federline, wasn't there either. Neither were her two sons with K-Fed. But her sons and K-Fed sent her notes of love and support, too. So who was there then? Well, a real who's who of who? celebrities. Of what the fuck? A who's yeah. who of what the fuck? So Donatella Versace was there. That makes sense. She designed the dress. Mm-hmm. Madonna was there, which, I mean, she kissed Britney at the VMAs a while ago, and I guess they remained, they worked together, they remained in touch, so that kind of makes sense, right? I, I assume that they're maybe on some type of text chain with each other. They at least have each other's personal emails. Yes, exactly. So that kind of makes sense. Paris Hilton was there because Paris Hilton loves cameras, and mm-hmm. Britney and her hung out back in the day, and I guess they kind of keep in touch now. So that... Again, kind of makes sense. Right. Drew Barrymore was there. This is where we start to get kind of this, random. This is where the question marks go from like 12-point font to like 48-point font. Exactly. Bold. Yeah. So Drew Barrymore was there. Um, Brittany did say recently that she thinks Drew Barrymore is one of the most beautiful celebrities. So she just wanted beauty at her wedding. So I guess we can kind of come up with a reason for that. Yeah, she wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, Brittany had a lot of floral centerpieces at her wedding, so clearly aesthetics were important to her. Yeah, so there was Drew Barrymore. So mm-hmm. Selena Gomez was there for reasons unknown. But for me, one of the most random guests was Ansel Elgort. That is maybe the. I mean, forget about being Britney Spears, being anyone and inviting Ansel Elgort to your wedding. That's like the t- that's the type of thing where you take the bride or the groom aside and you go, please, I know you're busy. Tell me how you know this person. Well, he could have been a plus one because I've read theories on why he was there and none of them make sense. Okay, none what are the theories? What are the like, theories? One that you've is heard? like, so Vogue, I guess. So his father was a Vogue photographer, so they somehow thought maybe he was there with Vogue. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, I guess he's. 
friends with someone perf- that I forgot who, either a manager type or someone else that Brittany has worked with. None of these make sense to me. So I'm either, maybe he was the second crasher. Maybe, or yeah, maybe he wandered in off the street. He saw some tents being set up and he thought, I could maybe get a free meal for out of this. Yeah, so Brittany, she should really fire, she should fire her security again for letting him in. And Paris Hilton, quite frankly, but mostly Ansel Elgort. Even if Ansel Elgort was on the VIP list, she should still be like, that was a test. You shouldn't have let him in. You all failed. She's like, really? The guy from West Side Story? Okay. Baby driver? Really? Baby driver. <laughs> Maybe he drove the um, marital car or whatever. The just married car. Oh, yeah, with the tin cans on the back? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's that's what happened. He was hired as a chauffeur. Okay, we, we've got a new theory. Yeah, we got it. But there, there you have it. There's Britney's wedding. So congrats to her. All the best to her. And I was about to say Jason Alexander. That's not her husband's name. It's Sam Hasgari. <laughs> that's our, for no congrats to Jason Alexander. Zero to no him. To him. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll raise a Jack and Coke and say congrats. Say congrats to the moon. I was going to say, turn your head up to the sky. (laughs) And say congrats. Mm -hmm. So now let's move on to the opposite, the direct opposite of a happy news story. Mm -hmm. This is messy. This is sad. Uh, We've talked about Ezra Miller before. Ezra is an actor who's been in We Need to Talk About Kevin, Perks of Being a Wallflower, some of those Fantastic Beasts movie. the Flash in the Justice League movies and in the Flash movie, which is supposed to come out next summer. So we'll get into that a little later. The Flash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ezra has been a mess for a while. Established. A very established mess. Oh, yeah. Confirmed. Certified. So mm-hmm. in 2020, Ezra choked a fan on camera in Iceland. Yep. And more recently, Ezra has turned the messiness all the way up. Ezra has been terrorizing Hawaii by allegedly assaulting people at bars. Um, Ezra was arrested in April for throwing a chair at a woman at a bar, was arrested again for disorderly conduct. Ezra's been arrested a few times in Hawaii. So it gets messier. So there's Ezra terrorizing Hawaii, and now there's this story. Mm -hmm. So the parents of an 18-year-old environmental activist named Takata Iron Eyes claims that Ezra, who's 29 years old, by the way, is mentally and physically abusing Tokata, and, re- and the parents requested a restraining order to keep Ezra away from Tokata. I mean, in all fairness, I would say that just generally, if I heard that my child was hanging out with Ezra Miller, regardless of the situation, I would throw up some red flags and say, I think this needs to stop. I think I need to intervene. This doesn't feel like a good situation solely because... We're dealing with Ezra Miller here. Yeah, that's a man down Coten situation. Yeah. If there ever is one, if you've heard that your child is anywhere near Ezra Miller. So the documents allege that Ezra and Tokata met in 2016 when Tokata was just 12 years old and Ezra was 23. They met at Standing Rock Reservation in North Dakota. And that's mm-hmm. when Tokata's parents say the grooming began. Right. So when Tokata was uh, 14, they visited Ezra in London while Ezra was there shooting the Fantastic Beast movie. And in 2021, Tokata dropped out of school to follow Ezra around. That's what the document. So the documents say 
Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over a young adolescent Tokata. So Tokata's parents also accused Ezra of giving their child drugs like LSD. And they say that this past January, they went to Ezra's house in Vermont to get Tokata and Tokata had no bank card, no keys, no driver's license, nothing else with them. Very suspicious. Yeah. Tokata also had bruises. Tokata is also non-binary and their parents claim that Ezra forced them to identify as non-binary since Ezra identifies as non-binary. So that's what is claimed. Mm -hmm. But in an Instagram post that is to believe to have come from Tokata, Tokata speaks out against their parents and says that Ezra has been supportive and loving and that they're not in need of, of a conservatorship. They also call Ezra their comrade. And Tokata says that their parents are being transphobic. So they're siding with Ezra. Right. Basically. Except again, I feel like if Takata and Ezra are good friends, which is what we're to believe with that post, uh, then I have to wonder then it's like, why has Tokata not taken Ezra aside and been like, hey, so you keep being in the news for bad stuff about like doing bad shit in Hawaii. So maybe you need to cool it with that because like we're friends and that's what friends do. I, if anything, I would be like posting a Instagram post being like, yes, I know Ezra Miller. Uh, that's all I want to comment on that. I don't really want to establish my loyalty with this person too much. Considering. Well, not if you were groomed and brainwashed by Ezra since 12. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then you probably side with Ezra. Different story. Sadly. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of a different vibe there. So the court has not been able to find Ezra to serve them with the protective order. Mm -hmm. And Ezra posted several memes on Instagram where they mocked the authorities for not being able to find them. So Ezra plays a comic book hero, but they're really a comic book villain. Yeah. Yeah, This is like method for what, like Joker, Joker, the next Joker. Joker 2, Lil Joker. Yeah, Yeah, Lil (laughs) Joker. Because Ezra's a bit younger than the established age of the Joker. So, and then Ezra deleted their Instagram. And because the story is not messy enough, a mother in Massachusetts was granted a temporary harassment prevention order against Ezra after claiming that Ezra acted inappropriately around her 12-year-old child who is also non-binary. We don't know the details of that, but basically Ezra is a menace. Yeah, allegedly. I'll say we don't even know the details, but there's one really big detail there, and it's the number 12. The number 12 has come up twice in this story in not a good way. Keep, yeah, keep Ezra away from children. So let's now get to the Flash movie. Yes. So Ezra plays the Flash in the Justice League movies, and there's going to be a standalone Flash movie set for June 23rd, 2023. That's almost practically a year from now exactly. So Mm -hmm. it reportedly has a budget of $200 million. It finished filming in October 2021. Deadline says that Warner Brothers is in too deep to cancel Mm -hmm. the movie or 
replace Ezra because Ezra is probably in most of the scenes since Ezra is the Flash and the movie is called The Fucking Flash. <laughs> imagine if that's what the imagine if that's what they release it as. The fucking it flash. Well. No G. Just yeah. I N apostrophe. The fucking flash. So Warner Brothers has also been trying to get Ezra help without much luck. So Deadline is hearing that they plan to release the Flash movie, but then that's it. And they will replace Ezra after that. But they still have the Flash to sell, and they still have to hope and pray that Ezra is not going to be a mess during that publicity tour. They shouldn't even bother sending Ezra out on that publicity tour. I mean, that's like a, that's a situation like a hope and a prayer and a lottery ticket, ticket where it's like, Oh, you hope that Ezra Miller isn't going to be a mess on that publicity tour? Well, guess what, Jan? Ezra Miller is going to be a mess on that publicity tour. If Ezra Miller even shows up, that's something, too. You can book Ezra Miller for Jimmy Fallon, but Ezra Miller might be in Hawaii fighting with the locals. Yeah, and if Ezra Miller does show up for Fallon, then there's a good chance that, you know, a process server... Send it, you know, or, or the authorities bringing another protective order from the parents of another 12 year old is going to serve them right then and there. That's every event. It's just going to be the authorities serving Ezra with a new protective order. Every, every single one. Yeah. There's process servers are just going to like look at their schedule and be like, well, okay, so Ezra Miller is due uh, to visit live with uh, Kelly and Ryan Seacrest this morning. So, Better get up at four o'clock in the morning so that I can serve Ezra Miller with this uh, cease and desist letter. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be busy. So, do you think they should just dump this shit? The Michael, Flash. Who the who in the fuck? To speak of the fucking Flash, who the fuck is sitting around going, "Oh, I cannot wait for this Flash movie." Is there anyone on Earth who Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller's uh, accountant? Ezra Miller's lawyers who want to get paid. I think those might be the only people who want to see this movie get made. Otherwise, who cares? Also, The Flash wears a mask, right? They wear like a full-on costume. Put anyone in I'm that no costume. I'm no nerd. I don't know if The Flash wears a mask. Isn't it like a half mask? Isn't it like the, it's the like a eyes only? Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is? For, for eyes it's only. I think it's full, like a It's like it a covers mask The Flash's kind of mouth too? No, I think The Flash's mouth is out there. So it's an opposite COVID mask. It's the eyes. Everything the, but, you know, yeah. Everything but the... Everything but the, the COVID mask. mask. I mean, well, they replaced Kevin Spacey when Kevin Spacey had all those heinous allegations with Christopher Plummer in that Getty movie. I know Christopher Plummer has passed, but they can still deep fake Christopher Plummer as the Flash. I mean, I'd see that. And you know what? Honestly, I bet the ghost of Christopher Plummer would be thrilled. All right, so Michael, at long last, Madonna, it seems that Madonna has found the actress that she wants to play herself in the biopic that Madonna is making about her life. Madonna's directing it. Madonna is a producer. I think Madonna wrote this movie as well. She co-wrote it, yeah. She co-wrote it. So we know that it's not going to be Madonna. That's that's who I thought it was going to be, was Madonna playing Madonna. It's not. Allegedly. So there are rumors uh, going around saying that after like that uh rumored boot camp that they had that involved like every actress under 25 in hollywood that attended like every actress from euphoria was in it 
and Florence Pugh and all that stuff. After that huge boot camp, it seems that they have decided who they want to play Madonna. And that person will be Julia Garner from Ozark or Inventa oh, um, Anna. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Dirty John, season one. Uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. I believe that she was Julia. That? Yeah, I think that was her first credit. Listen to me, IMDb over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, Julie Garner hasn't like said anything about this, and uh, the what the kind of internet rumors have been is that she hasn't necessarily accepted it yet. It's just that the offer has been presented to her that that's who they want to play Madonna. Um, are you into this? Uh, I mean, Julie Garner's career is going great. I don't. I would probably <laughs> if I was her. A- manager i'd probably advise her against this i yeah i would say skip this you don't ever want to do a biopic that is like co-written and directed by the person the subject of the biopic i know co-written directed produced i mean we i mean we all know what's gonna happen julia garner's gonna get fired the first day madonna's gonna take over madonna's gonna be like listen i'm i'm just gonna do it myself and you know because of the plastic surgery the fillers and all those filters she could put madonna could play 20 year old madonna madonna could play fetus madonna oh yeah she she could play like amniotic sac fluid madonna she has no wrinkles yeah that's probably what's gonna happen yeah and to be honest listen i'm very happy for julia garner's career every success is one that should be celebrated i would prefer to see madonna playing 21 year old madonna i agree i think we all do so i'm gonna consider julia garner to be the second second choice here um, okay, so speaking of casting and speaking of people stepping into roles of that have been established by other people. So um, the fu- there was a Funny Girl revival that was on Broadway. It was like the first time that they had ever done a Funny Girl revival since the 1960s when Barbara Streisand was in it. I guess like Barbara Streisand was in Funny Girl and they were just like, that's it. Shut the show down. We can't ever do this again. Well, she had a so replacement. Good. I think she had a replacement. I think, I think other women played it, like replaced her, because I think she did it probably for a year and a half, and I think it ran a while. Right. So she, yeah, but it, it wasn't like, it's not like Cats, where they like put on Cats every two years. No, they, yeah, it, they haven't done this since the original. Right. So they decided to do it this year. They did it with Beanie Feldstein, who was playing uh, Fanny Bryce, and that was in April. So it was recently announced that she and Jane Lynch, who plays Fanny Bryce's mom in the musical, um, are both leaving in September. So that means that they have been in the musical. They'll have been in this revival musical for five months. And so that means, like, they have to figure out who's going to play Fanny Bryce because the show is still going to go on. They're not just shutting the show down. There's a rumor. Uh... Sources are saying that, like, one of the producers of the show really wants Leah Michelle to step in in September and be Fanny Bryce on Broadway. Where did this come from? The New York Post? New York Post, yes. So and now it's we like, know Leah Michelle is a writing intern at New York Post. That's what she's yeah. up to now. Yeah, or I can picture Leah Michelle in a phone booth with, like, a the fake glasses and the nose and the mustache being like, uh, oh, I'm an anonymous source, see? And... Uh, word is on the street that the producers of Funny Girl really want Leah Michelle to step into the role. Well, and if they really want her to step in the role, all they have to do is open the stage door because she's been probably standing out there in full costume, ready to go on ever since uh, Beanie Feldstein got shit reviews because Funny Girl got bad reviews. It did. So, I mean, she, Beanie Feldstein did not even get nominated for a Tony for this. And this is, feels like a shoe in 
you really have to fuck it up. And this was like the first real Tonys after COVID too, when like there wasn't even that many nominees. Yeah, it should Leah's, Leah's dream come true. Leah manifested it probably. She's got a Pinterest. She's got a vision board at home. Also, you say that Leah was standing at the stage door. I believe that Leah was underneath the stage, kind of like the Phantom of the Opera. And she's been there the whole time, just like dreaming and waiting for this moment. Um, Okay, so I can't remember if we've talked about Squid Game on the podcast before. Part, But um, Michael, if you were ever watching Squid Game and you thought, wow, I wish this circus of horrors was real, then you're in luck. Because... Netflix just announced that they are making a game show about Squid Game. It's called Squid Game the Challenge. Um, So the original is obviously a scripted drama. And this is going to be like a reality competition show. So right now they're casting for people that want to be in it. Um, And it's like the whole thing about Squid Game was that it was games, like childhood games, essentially, that people competed in against people who had like debts and owed money and stuff. And then the person who got to live at the end... Uh, spoiler alert. Tons of money. Yeah, they got lots of money. So Netflix promises that it's kind of the same show, except nobody dies. They say that, you know, you just get a little Who wants to watch that shit? <laughs> imagine imagine Netflix. <laughs> imagine Netflix is just like, well, here it is, folks. People are going to die on this show. <laughs> I mean, they're apparently hard up for subscribe. They're losing subscribers and they got to do what they they're can. They're losing money. So, yeah, I'm surprised if they didn't. Yeah, the, they're like, is this the real Squid Game? <laughs> They're like, is this what you sickos want? <laughs> well, anyway, so with Netflix, what they're going to be doing is it's kind of like Squid Game where the last person in the game wins money. That's where it's the competition show. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this feels again, this feels like the kind of thing that like, did anyone ask for this? Did anybody want to see Squid Game in real life? No, that and is- it misses the fucking point. And this is the whole point of the show. Yeah, it's a mess. No, I'm still, I'm probably, but how much do you get? You get, so if you win this, you get four, I think like 4.56 or something like that million. It's like the biggest prize in history. Yeah, it's million, it's like over $4 million. I think it's like, there's going to be 456 contestants. Don't quote me on this. Okay. So the prize money is like 4.56 million, something like that. Okay, honestly. So we will be signing up. I I mean, I could use the money. But, like, the fact, though, that, like, Netflix is making a show up of Squid Game, it does feel like the kind of, like, bait and switch, like, because that's all about Squid Game, right? Is that it's like, surprise, people aren't alive anymore. And with that kind of money on the line, I don't know. I don't trust Netflix in this case. It's too, too scary, too creepy. Okay, so, Michael, I know that you don't necessarily entertain children a lot. <laughs> oh, my God, that sounded so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like you don't often find yourself making dinner and saying oh i also have a uh, there will also be a child in attendance no i i need to make something for the child to eat as well yeah okay all right well i mean i'm no expert i make dinner for a child every single night so i know a little something about making food for a kid um martha stewart believes she also knows uh, how to make food for a kid like what kids like martha stewart is a mom she has a daughter so her daughter's grown up but she's not totally clueless about it but um a couple weeks ago martha stewart shared a recipe on her instagram for what martha stewart believes is a kid-friendly meal martha stewart decided to this is her recipe that she gave out to people this is her like free tip for people who have to entertain a child 
fish chowder. So the ingredients of it are salmon, cubes of salmon, corn, uh, which is like in the picture, it was corn on the cob, cut up in a soup, um, potatoes, clam juice, and cream. And she was saying like, children will love this. They'll scarf it down. It'll be their favorite meal. And then of course, like a bunch of parents chimed in being like, no, they won't. No child will eat this. Like one person said, like my kid would never touch that, which I mean, I was looking at it and I, I love fish. I love cream. I love potatoes and corn. And I was even looking at it being like, hmm, I don't know about this. Um, no, see, when I was a kid, yeah. one of my favorite, favorite dishes was uh-huh. liver and onions. I would beg my abuelita to make me liver and onions. So I'm fucking weird. I'm a psycho. I'd probably eat that shit as a kid. You'd be thrilled cream, to get a bowl of fish chowder. Yeah. Yeah. Corn. Corn, corn on the cream, cob. Salmon. <laughs> stew or whatever the fuck. Liver and onions. Oh my gosh. Like you were like really into it. You, you know what? Every every kid has that one weird thing that they'll eat. And yours apparently was very healthy actually. Um. Well, anyways, Martha, Martha Stewart will be sending all of her uh, recipes to you from now on being like, would you eat this? All right. So finally... <laughs> Tom Brady has an underwear line. Did you know this? Yes. Okay. And it's not because I'm hard up for Tom Brady. I just happen to know he has a panty line. Yes. Well, it's it's like a a clothing line, but it sells panties too. Yeah. It's like called like Brady brand. Brady. (laughs) So creative. (laughs) So he sells underwear. And so he was like recently trying to promote his underwear and he's promoting it on Twitter And so, like, obviously in the advertisements, it's not Tom Brady in them. It's models, right? If you're going to sell underwear, hire models. That's what they're there for. Um, So he tweeted a picture of these two models in Brady underwear. And he said, if this tweet gets 40,000 likes, he'll recreate the model pictures himself. So obviously people who really want to see Tom Brady in his underwear were, like, liking it like crazy and, like, were really excited. So this one fan, though, responded to it by saying... Like, if my tweet gets, if my tweet response gets 40,000 likes, would you fly out and personally hand deliver a pair of game-worn underwear? And that should have been Tom Brady's, like, signal to be like, block, block report. <laughs> like, don't, but don't he's, he's got an underwear line to sell, Alex. It's true. He needs to make money. So he responded to it by retweeting that and uh, with, like, a meme where he said, like, yes, I would. And currently, that tweet has nearly uh 88,000 likes so it has uh doubled doubled the amount that uh that person was hoping for it to get so that i guess that means like technically if you want to go to a lawyer like tom brady legally has to fly out a pair of worn underwear to this person now i mean all i can say to this person is get it authentic authenticated because tom brady didn't he like deflate balls yes He's shady, so he's going to send someone else's panties. Yeah, and if you want to sell that on eBay, you need to back it up with the you need to back it up with the proof that his underwear was like that underwear, the butt smell in it came from Trump, yeah. Tom Brady's butt crack. And that the skin marks are Tom's Brady skin marks. I mean, you know he doesn't wipe well. Those chonies. <laughs> and his diet is like 80%, 90% vegetables, so that's a high fiber diet. <laughs> Authenticate those skin marks. That's what we're saying. So in our final segment for this show, we decided to return to uh, 
a little game that we have played in the past, which we haven't done for a while. It's called Top 3, where we're going to list off our top three things of a certain subject. And in, in honor of Britney Spears' wedding uh, this week, that would be our top three dream celebrity wedding guest list. So the whole, the something that we talked about with Britney's wedding was how absolutely random that guest list was, uh, like with the inclusion of Selena Gomez and Ansel Elgort. So it kind of got us to thinking, who would be our top three very weird, very random famous people that we would have if we had an imaginary wedding? Um, so Michael, you why don't you go first? Why don't you tell me who your third is? Okay, so any celebrity at my wedding would be random because I don't know any celebrities. Right. But um, I, went at, I went this challenge a bit differently. Okay. So my number three is a cardboard cutout of Elon Musk, okay? I do not want the real Elon Musk there. Just a cardboard cutout of him, right? Mm -hmm. So because then everyone will see this cardboard cutout. They'll be so grossed grossed out by the side of him. Their stomachs will turn that they'll not want to eat. So I don't have to serve food. So I save money from there. So that's why. Because I don't want to spend all this money on food. So that's my number three. What's your number okay. three? So my number three is Mackenzie Bezos, which is a very weird choice because I would not want Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk anywhere near my wedding. Um, but I'm choosing Mackenzie Bezos because uh, when she got divorced from Jeff Bezos, she got several billion dollars. She was like a multi-billionaire. And she has been like, ever since she got divorced, she's been giving her money to charity. Like, that's her thing is that Mm -hmm. she's like, she made a pledge. I want to get rid of all this money. I don't want to, like, hoard this and die with the billions of dollars. So I figured if I invited her to my wedding, she would show up and she would look at me and be like, okay, yes, this is obviously an act of charity that I'm here and would cut me some type of check, hopefully Mm -hmm. more than like 25 bucks, more than like the cost of her plate of dinner. Um, Yeah. And that's a win-win for both of us. She gets to give away money, which is what she wants to do. I get to accept money, which is who who wouldn't perfect. want to do that? It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. Yeah. And I mean, she seems like a nice person too. I don't think I would hate to have her at my wedding. So that would be my third choice. So what's your number two? So my number two is Angeline. Okay. Angeline kills two birds with one gorgeous stone. So Angeline is so gorgeous that her beauty consumes any space she's in. So because of that, I don't have to buy decorations or flowers or anything. Angeline is a human flower. So she will bring the beauty to my wedding. I can save money on flowers, decorations, all that. Also, uh, a lot of my guests, probably born and raised Southern California from LA, they know Angeline. They're all going to want to take pictures with her. So that's the entertainment, like the photo booth. I don't need a photo booth and I don't need entertainment because I have Angeline posing with pictures with the guests so she brings beauty and entertainment so that's my number two angeline uh who's your number two okay so my number two is we listen we name dropped them at the top of the show my number two is lmfao the uh musical duo from the late 2000s uh son and nephew of barry gordy uh, Red Foo and Sky Blue. They would be my second choice. Um, because here's the thing. I'm going to need music at my wedding. And, you know, much like you, you want to save money on things like food and decorations. I want to save money on a DJ. So I figured if I invite LMFAO to my wedding, uh, I could do like kind of an exchange thing where it's like, listen, I'll let you have some drinks at my open bar. 
And that should cover the cost of you playing a couple of songs like Sorry for Party Rocking, you know, anything from that album, uh, Sexy and I Know It, the Shots song from, you know, Jersey Shore. Um, and also, I feel like they'd be a lot of fun. I feel like they would appreciate the fact that somebody invited them to something in the year 2022. They'd be grateful. And also, your other guest, Mackenzie Bezos, would be like, this woman loves LMFAO. She must be sick. Here's the next two more zeros. She'd be like, oh, God, the situation is much worse than I thought. <laughs> anyway, so that would be that would be my uh, number two choice. But also, too, they would uh, they'd obviously like you can hate on LMFAO all you want. But if you play anything from their discography, it gets people going, especially if they're too drunk to fully realize oh, who they're listening me, to. It gets me going. All right. Going out the exit door. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're right about that. All right, one so one less one less uh, person I'd have to serve food to. Okay, so who's your number one person that you would want to invite? Okay, this is easy. Charo, hands down, because she's Charo and she makes everything better. It says it does say that in the Bible. I did read that part of the Bible. Yeah, I think that's Charo like Charo makes everything better. That's like Genesis sixty nine four twenty. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my number one. Yeah, that was an easy one. Who's well, your number be, one? She'd be so much fun. My number one's kind of an easy one, too. It would be Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, I almost went with Dolly. Yeah, well, I mean, her presence is, like, as close as you can get to having, um, like, Jesus God. at your union. Yeah, God at your wedding. So, I mean, you don't really need a minister or, like, an, an officiant. It's, like, just having Dolly there. It legitimizes it as a spiritual ceremony. Um, and she loves giving money to charity, too. Yeah, and also she likes books, too. She likes giving books to kids. I like reading. She'll look at me and be like, this person obviously has the mentality of a child. So here's a free book for you. But also, like, I feel like with Charo and both Do- both Dolly and Charo, I feel like they would be very non-judgmental. They would just be like, bring a wonderful positivity no matter what your wedding would be like. And that's like a great vibe to have on your wedding day. Yeah, that's that's a perfect choice, Dolly. Yeah. So that's our top three, and that's our show. If you want us to answer a question while we still can, or you've got a note for us, email us at dtp at delisted.com. And rate us and review us if you haven't already. And we'll be back next week for our final show of the year. Do Do you think we can get the rights to the song, The Final Countdown? How much is it? I don't know. It's probably we might have to do that is it thing more than you, a penny. Yeah, it's we might legally yeah, have no, to do that can. thing where you only pay, play eight seconds of it, and then we have to discuss it and pretend that we're like talking about the song to get get around the copyright. Unless Mackenzie Basil's takes pity upon us, no, we can't afford that. She might. She hasn't made a big donation in a while. So till next week. Goodbye. Bye.